This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Some great guests on the show today. Old friend of the show, Butch Patrick. And now this is fun because he played Eddie Munster back in 64 and... It was like 11 years old when this happened. And the idea that this only went for a couple of years and then uh, a major movie at the time, and I think 66, Munsters Go Home, that was the total of the Munsters. We live in a time now we're getting just inundated with a million different TV shows, a million different series, a million different channels, a million different streaming services. But at one time, this was so big, your entire life could be just just defined by these things. It's It's insane how big TV could be at that time. We're talking 60, 80 million viewers watching you in your weekly show. So much so that Rob Zombie later on ends up debuting a new reimagining of the Munsters. And that opens up today on Netflix. Born August 2nd in Los Angeles, California. He began his acting career at a young age, blogging appearances on such series as My Favorite Martian and Mr. Ed. But from 1964 to 1966, he played the role that he will forever be associated with, that of Eddie Munster on the beloved series, The Munsters. And today from 5 to 8 p.m., you can meet him in person at 1313 Mockingbird Lane Toys and Collectibles in Lawrence, Kansas. Please welcome, Butch Patrick. Butch, Jesus God Almighty, man, how have you been? Hey, Johnny. How are you, buddy? Good. It's been a minute. Hello? Uh, yeah. Can you not hear me, Butch? I can hear you. Okay, we're good. I said, yeah. Are you already in Lawrence or are you going to fly in today? No, I'm dri- actually, I'm, I'm down in Arkansas. I'm driving in today. All right. I can bring a, boat, a boatload of merch. Right on, right on. So, yeah, because the phone broke up for a second. Well, listen, uh, let's get into this, man. 1313 Mockingbird Lane, Lawrence, where people can meet you today. The shop, by the way, super kick-ass. Tons of fantastic collectibles in there. Yeah, yeah. Terry and Liz have a really great shop. I've been there before, and I love coming back. And I love the people in Lawrence and the Kansas City area. It's always a good time. Yeah, man, always. And so it's been a while since we've seen each other, and I'm just, I'm always amazed and in love with the idea. Like Rob Zombie jumps back in with Monsters, and it opens today uh, streaming, you know. And and I know you've got a voice part on that. Have you seen any of the cuts, any of the edits? 
Uh, you know what? Actually, I watched the first 20 minutes of it, of it last night. I watched it up until Herman uh, became alive, until he was energized. Right. And then, unfortunately, my girlfriend was supposed to be with me, but she got COVID, so I told her I would save the second half of the movie for when I see her this weekend. What do you so think? I, got, I, I, I watched it. I was very happy with it. Yeah. Really? Good. Because I'm, I'm a little weirded out. by it. I'm, a, I'm a Rob Zombie fan for sure, but, I'm, but mm-hmm. I'm, way before I was a Rob fan, I was a Monsters fan. So there's you know, <laughs> the same thing we all have, that protective nature of the original. Original Fred Gwynn style, you know, uh, Herman Munster. Just there, there's a feel to it and a and a, a idea that was very specific to that. Yes, the tr- the trick is because of, because the fans of Rob of his original horror genre movies are one side, and then you have the Munster camp on the other side. Right, right. But if you can separate the two, they're both. This movie is very entertaining, and it's a tribute, and it's a, and it's well done, and a, and the, and the texture and the colors is much different than the original. But it's not supposed to be the original. It's, right. it's different, and you just have to look at it and, not, and try not to make direct comparisons. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah listen, I'm going to be watching it anyway. I already got the uh, the monsters. Uh, I got you, babe. They, I think they did a cover of that. And they just released that on Blood Red yeah. Vinyl. That got that got shipped to my house. I got it this weekend. And also, you remember when you guys put out an album? They had a band do it, but it was an entire album of monster songs. On Decca. Oh yeah, yeah. They come out in droves. I see that they just reissued it recently too. So I see a lot of them at the con. Yeah. People coming up, and uh, I think it was a, the Decca label originally did it, and we performed at the Hollywood Bowl. They performed, and me and Grandpa were there with the uh, the Munster coach back in the day, uh, and a lot of photos were taken. So yeah, it's it's been fun and it's been a great ride. Yeah, and then people can meet you today, thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane, and they're gonna re- yeah. and they're gonna rerun Munsters Go Home in Shawnee at the B and B Theater, right? Right, and the neat thing about this Monster Go Home version, the Blu-ray version that they show, is me and Rob, did, if you happen to wind up purchasing it, me and Rob, back in December of 19, did live commentary in real time of the movie. So it was, that's kind of when we, he and I got together before he did the movie, and I had a chance to really get to know him and, uh, and hang out. So that's how we became friends. It's uh, It is weird. Yeah. Though. Isn't it crazy? People still love it so much, man. And I, I know it. we're not talking about just the older people who remember it because age-wise they watched it on television. It's the, the cultural twist to it all. The, there's just a certain coolness that still hangs with the monsters. It really is. It's a unique one-off situation, kind of a perfect storm type of thing. Everything came together. But, you know, honestly, I think it resonates well just because people love monster movies. And they love family values, and they and they love being entertained. And the '60s was a great decade of wonderful classic TV shows that just endure. Dude, hey, are you still selling? Do you still have the uh, Wolf Wolf collectible Wolf Wolf? Uh, the the ones that I was was selling, we did '93 of those, yeah. and then the mold broke, and we decided not to reboot. But uh, I do have a new version of it. Yeah, it's on Munsters.com. It's it's pretty much uh, it's a little pricey, but then again, the originals on eBay are like thousands of dollars. So. Yeah. Who would have thought mine are, mine, are, mine are actually a reasonably priced now? Yeah, well, look, I wanted one of the original ones, but at the time, like when we met, I simply, you just couldn't afford it. I'm making like 23000 bucks a year, right? So, <laughs> and so now I was like, man, if he's still making those goddamn dolls, like those Woof Woof, and those of you have seen the monsters, it's, you know, that was his, his teddy bear. That was it. It was a little werewolf. Kiss Woof Woof. Good night. And, uh, yeah, well, you definitely you definitely need one for the booth because if I rem- remember correctly, you're still bringing your dog to work, and you could have Woof Woof up there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I would love to have a Woof Woof, man. It's um because again, it's so iconic. Like meeting Al Lewis before he passed, Al was goddamn badass crazy. Yeah, and the funny thing about Al is he looked the same with or without his makeup. That's the crazy part. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the thing about uh, Daniel Roebuck, who portrays the Count in the movie, because this is done as a prequel, you know, he's not Grandpa because there's no Eddie, so they call him the Count. 
And he was friends with Al and Kevin Burns and all the big collectors. So Danny does a, a wonderful job, and he's kind of the centerpiece of the cast that everybody kind of molds their characters around, and it works really well. Well, I remember with Al, especially, like, I was not prepared for what Al had become in life. To me, he was because he would always be grandpa. And he was a really smart, uh, highly political, super outspoken, like, didn't give a goddamn what anybody thought of him, it felt like. And I was I was so in love with it, the idea that I was like, what is happening right now? Because he really was, to me, he, he felt like he might go like right off the reservation. He was badass crazy. Absolutely. And people aren't aware of this, but his restaurant, which was super successful in Greenwich Village, yeah. was actually owned by, by, by John Gotti. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, dude, he, he ran with some crazy bastards. He really did, he man. Was, he was connected in many, many ways, and he was like Mr. New York. He'd walk down the street. He was a big guy. He was like over six foot tall, so when he would walk down the street with that cowboy hat on and, yeah. and his bolo, people would stop, hey, Grandpa, yeah, you know. He, remember the Howard Stern incident with the oh, FTC? Sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, he literally, right on the air, dude, F the FTC, FCC. Like, yeah, exactly. He, he was, I've heard the actual audio of that, and you're like, God, I love this bastard. I just loved him. But well, they were integral part. Him and Fred, you know, him and Fred as a comedy team on that show too. A lot of people overlooked them that how how talented they really were and how funny they were. Well, that was it because because Fred Gwynn, you know, Herman Munster, he had that that beautiful. Uh, the writing was so good that subtle straight man, perfect mm-hmm. dry sense of humor. Yep, like he was absolutely. They were was great. great man. Yeah, I was very lucky to be around a lot of talent. You know, Yvonne DiCarlo, super super sure. talented, big movie star name. It, it was a wonderful two years, and yeah. that's why the show still to this day resonates so well it was it was a well-produced quality driven show the music the special effects the makeup it, there wasn't a weak link in it the Munster coach although I'm not bringing my Munster coach you know this today tomorrow I tour around the country with the cars of George Barris can't do any better than that yeah no kidding yeah well you think about the Munster coach and the Chuck Barris years by the way let's yeah. go back to two years if a if a goddamn Netflix show doesn't go like four seasons I think it's a failure you know, well, the way the way this show's done, the, the, what I like about what Rob did with this show, really honestly, is the story is before the normal family unit. So it's kind of introducing them how they met. It's like he says he presents it as the greatest love story ever told of Herman and Lily and how they came to be. So that's wonderful because it leaves the opening for a sequel. Yeah, no, no, but, but what my point was going to be that if you look at two years of the monsters back in sixty, right? How many how many episodes per season back then? We did 39 the first year, and we did 31 the second year. That's why it feels so much. Because now they call, you know, if you do 12 or, or, or uh, 16, right. they, they call that a season now. And, and so, yeah, because yeah. I was like, man, it just feels like it was so much to the Monsters. And if you're doing 39 well, you know, a season. Well, what's interesting, too, is like when I go and meet people, they go, you know, I can't believe it was only two years. And the, the fun part about it is, is considering how many thousands of shows were made over the last 60-some-odd years, to be, you know, identifiable and to be on one of the more popular ones, maybe the top 20 shows of all time. It's like just, I couldn't, you know, I'm just very lucky. The bottom line is I just got very lucky and, and you know, I'm just kind of going with the flow. Sure. So if you're just joining the show, the great Butch Patrick, who, by the way, will be in Lawrence, uh, 1313 yep. Mockingbird Lane, great collectible store. I've got a bunch of stuff in my house from them. And uh, great people. And mo- most importantly, interesting stuff you won't see anywhere else. I mean, the guy's got a great idea and a great love and passion for that that macabre, that darker, that weird offset memorabilia. Not just everything you normally know, the Star Wars stuff and, and all of that stuff, but that great dark feel stuff. And uh, I think it'll be a huge day today for you guys. 
Oh, absolutely. It's a great absolutely. story. And then come on out. And then also we do uh, tomorrow night we'll be screening Munsters Go Home at VNP Theaters in Shawnee. All right. So the 60s, you got to tell me this. I don't know if we talked about this before, Butch. You're 11 years old when you get the gig. So then you're yep. near 13 or so when it, it, you go to the next and you start to act. But you're in the middle of the 60s. About the time you yep. hit 16 or 17, you couldn't have been more famous. How insane was, like, when you first started getting interested in girls and girls started getting interested in you, how, <laughs> that had to be the yeah. best time ever. Yeah, I had, a, I had a good opening window. And when I was 14, 15 years old, I did a couple things that were very interesting. One, I did the Monkees Christmas show, and the Monkees were, like, over the top, right. uh, as big as the Beatles, if not bigger in America, but the TV show. So I, I was lucky I did that in the eighth grade and junior high school. So that helped open the door. And then... Also, uh, I did a movie called The Phantom Tollbooth for Chuck Jones. So people that were fans of animation and Bugs Bunny and all this stuff, I wound up doing his only feature film. And then I turned 16 and 69 with muscle cars and going into high school. And, yeah, it was. It, I had the best adolescent childhood, early 20s that anybody could ask for. Surfing, fast cars, <laughs> great-looking women. Right. And plus, society, society was, you know, you had Woodstock, you had the Cultural yeah. Re- Revolution, the Summer of Love. I'm up in the in the San Francisco Bay Area with the, you know the Grateful Dead. It's like, oh my God, how crazy! Yeah, I mean, for real, how crazy! <laughs> and you you think about that that year or those years up Northern California, you know, the Fillmore Auditorium, Hate Ashbury, the the right, yeah. the Summer of Love. Everybody everybody wants to experiment and see what can happen. And you are the most recognizable uh, TV star, and it's and you were. Kind of counterculture, I think, with the monsters. I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't Leave It to Beaver. It was definitely weird. It was. Like I say, it's a it's a one of a kind show. It really was. It was, you know, the Adams family was the Adams family, but it wasn't the monsters. We were a one of a kind, one off show. But the but the resonating thing that I think honestly works is you don't look at the family. You you get over the the makeup and you look at them as yes. an offbeat functioning family right. unit that love each other. Sure. I would have absolutely yeah. done LSD with you and hate Ashbury. For real. For real. I promise you. All right, listen, uh, I think it's going to be a great day today, a great day tonight. Congratulations on everything, Butch. It sure is good to hear your voice. Thanks, Johnny. Take care, man. Bye. Bye. Butch Patrick today, 1313 Mockingbird Lane, Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, the toy collectible from 5 until 8. And then uh, the B&B Theaters in Shawnee. That's the 18. Um, what time is that going to be, that screening? Uh, that's Wednesday. That's tomorrow night. What time is that screening, Jake? Uh, 6 p.m. is when it starts. And then there's a meet and greet. And then the movie. I got to see. By the way, uh, Butch has been uh, promising me a woof woof. I brought it up. You heard that? Uh, you heard that, right? I'm not getting the wolf wolf. You know that, right? That wolf wolf not coming? Uh, dude, I wanted it so bad. You remember, it was like 2000 bucks back in 90, goddamn, four or five. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have 2000 I don't have $2,000 completely. Like, totally. <laughs> like, every, any, like, if you added up all the things I own, they don't add up to $2,000 yet. So I, I was trying to get this limited edition signed Butch Patrick exact replica of wolf wolf. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Not really. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you were goddamn 27 years old in 64. <laughs> you, uh, did you not watch the Monsters? Honestly, I really did not. Do you see what I'm working with here? Do you see what I'm doing in here, Jake? You see? Do you see what I'm doing? Did you this is wa- what I'm working with. How could you not watch the Monsters? Or Adam's Family? You didn't watch I either. I didn't watch either. So I was a Beverly Hillbillies guy. 
You know, there were other hours <laughs> in the day. They weren't on at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> now we see where the comedy this comes is, from. I, this is, this, this is, this is, because I'm like, Jake, sometimes we got to watch where we book. Like, you know. Yeah. He was there. <laughs> I just say wheelhouse. I was, I was outside wheelhouse. playing that night. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the truth. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.